The Bible Study Podcast, episode 746. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues with the study of the minor prophets with the book of Joel. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We move away from trying to be a prophet last week to going back into the minor prophets, and we'll talk about Joel. We're going to focus on Joel for three weeks. There are only three chapters in Joel and move on into Amos and Obadiah. And that is my plan for the future, at least for now. We'll see whether we work our way through all of the minor prophets or not. As we go into this, last time we talked about the situation that Israel found itself in, in particular, and Judah, where they were being called to repentance, especially Israel that had been unfaithful since they split off from the son of Solomon. But I also want to think about what it's like for the prophets. You may remember when we were studying the book of Kings, they talked about the prophets Elijah and Elisha, and they spent some time giving us a little glimpse at what was it like to be a prophet at the time. And of course, as a prophet, you're someone who's not that popular because the word that you were bringing feels like judgment. And it feels like judgment because it is. They're speaking what God told them to do, but the people are not going to hear that as good news. And they're also going to hear, and we see this particularly in the prophet Elijah, that this is one voice calling out, and there are all sorts of other voices calling out with a different message. And so it can feel like that voice crying in the wilderness as we get that in one of the minor prophets. In fact, that lone voice. And Elijah at one point is lamenting to God that he is the only one who is left. He's the only one faithful. And he's not, but it can sure feel that way. And so think about that from the prophet's perspective as we're listening to these words, in this case, of the words of Joel. The word of the Lord came to Joel, son of Pethuel, an invasion of locusts. Hear this, you elders. Listen, all who live in the land. Has anything like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your ancestors? Tell it to your children and let your children tell it to their children and their children to the next generation. What the locust swarm has left, the great locusts have eaten. What the great locusts have left, the young locusts have eaten. What the young locusts have left, other locusts have eaten. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Wail, all you drinkers of wine. Wail because of the new wine, for it has been snatched from your lips. A nation has invaded my land, a mighty army without number. It has the teeth of a lion, the fangs of a lioness. It has laid waste my vines and ruined my fig trees. It has stripped off their bark and thrown it away, leaving their branches white. Mourn like a virgin in sackcloth, grieving for the betrothed of her youth, Grain offerings and drink offerings are cut off from the house of the Lord. The priests are in mourning. Those who minister before the Lord. The fields are ruined. The ground is dried up. The grain is destroyed. The new wine is dried up. The olive tree fails. Despair, you farmers. Wail, you vine growers. Grieve for the wheat and the barley because the harvest of the field is destroyed. The vine is dried up and the fig tree is withered. The pomegranate the palm and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are dried up. Surely the people's joy is withered away. 
Put on sackcloth, you priests, and mourn. Will you who minister before the altar. Come spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God. For the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Alas for that day. For the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Has not the food been cut off from before our very eyes, joy and gladness from the house of our God? The seeds are shriveled beneath the clods. The storehouses are in ruins. The granaries have been broken down, for the grain has dried up. How the cattle moan, the herds mill about, because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep are suffering. To you, Lord, I call. For fire has devoured the pastures in the wilderness, and flames have burned up all the trees of the field. Even the wild animals pant for you. The streams of water have dried up, and the fire has devoured the pastures in the wilderness. So as Joel is speaking these words from God, uh, these poetic words, I think, but these words that are bad news, but they're talking about this difficult situation that apparently the people are going through. And this difficult situation here, it starts with an invasion of locusts and that everything is being eaten up, right? And so, so tell your children, tell your children to tell their children, tell your children to tell, tell your children's children to tell their children about this thing. This is an unusual thing that doesn't happen all the time. Have you ever heard of such a thing going on? And the, eat, the locusts have eaten and eaten and eaten. The different, the great locusts, the young locusts, all of the other locusts have eaten up everything. And I say that this is poetic words. I thought in verse six here, a nation has invaded my land, a mighty army without number. It is the teeth of a lion, the fangs of a lioness. It was interesting because we're talking about locusts. We're not talking about a people from the neighboring state or whatever have come in. But this great cloud of locusts has come and they've descended and they've destroyed the vines. They've destroyed the fig trees. They've stripped away the bark. They've eaten the grapes. They've eaten the fields. And can you imagine how terrifically horrible that would be? Now, we talk in our day and age about being locavores, that it would be really good and right and healthy if people were to eat from around them. Well, in those days, you didn't have a choice. As a rule, most people were eating from what they could grow or what their neighbor could grow, and they weren't trading all that far. So you can imagine that a plague of locusts means a lot of people are going to be going hungry and a lot of destruction because you're talking about an agrarian economy that most people are farmers or shepherds or and they're people who are making their living from the land. And this terrible and unexpected thing has happened. Right, We don't expect a flock of locusts to come in and eat everything, and yet it has. And so they are in mourning, mourn like a virgin in sackcloth, grieving for the betrothed of her youth. But then we start to get the sense here that this isn't just something bad that has happened and that there was no cause behind it. As Joel goes on and starts to talk about the... You know, the priests are in mourning, the fields are in ruin and such uh, that you, sh you know, despair, you farmers, wail, you grape, your vine growers. And those poignant words, surely the people's joy is withered away. I don't know if you've been in a situation where your joy is withered away. 
I hope you have not, but those poetic words of Joel here sound like terrible devastation, not just the fields, but the people. They, they're beaten down. They've been defeated by these locusts. But then the solution to this, when Joel says a call to lamentation, put on sackcloth, you priests, and mourn, wail, you ministers, before the altar. The reason we put on sackcloth in the Old Testament especially, since most of us don't put on sackcloth these days, is a, an act of repentance. And so he's really tying in that what happened here, this plague of locusts that has been visited upon them, is visited upon them by God for a reason. And that they need to repent. They need to spend the night in sackcloth. It says, for the grain offerings and drink offerings are withheld from the house of your God. God's saying, I don't just want you to keep going through the motions like you've been doing. You've been doing all the grain offerings and the drink offerings, but you haven't been faithful. And so I'm getting your attention. And God will sometimes get our attention with bad things that happen. Certainly in the Old Testament, we see that. Declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. So let's get together as a people and pray, Joel is saying. Let's get together and take some time away from eating because there's not a lot to eat anyway. And let's you fast before God and fast and pray, wear sackcloth and repent and call on God and come back to him. So again, it's going to be the same in all of these prophets that God is calling the people to come back as we saw in Hosea. But in this case, a very specific thing is going on. And Joel is saying, let's declare a day of fast. Let's declare a day of prayer. Alas for that day, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. And the day of the Lord is always coming. And how we greet it will depend a lot on our relationship with God. You know, it's sort of like the difference between you get the postcard that a good friend is coming and you hear rumors that an invading army is coming. You're going to have a very different reaction to the arrival of that person. And right now, they're not in a good relationship with God. And so the day of the Lord coming is dreadful. The day of the Lord coming is not something they're looking forward to. Things are bleak. Food has been cut off. The seeds have shriveled beneath the clods. The storehouses are in ruin. The granaries are broken down. The grain is dried up. The cattle are moaning. The herds mill about because they have no pasture. Things are bad. And what do you do when things are bad? Well, the prophet Joel says what you do is you pray. What you do is you repent if you need to repent. What you do is you get together and you call on the name of the Lord. You fast and you pray. And that's really what we, and I think that's the biggest message that's coming out of here of Joel is, yes, all this stuff has happened, so what are we going to do now? And with that, let's end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening.
Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my co-host, best-selling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafun.com to listen and subscribe.